Well, from the studio here at Space Coast Podcast Studios in beautiful, sunny Florida. Hey there, my name is Jesse Hall, your host, and with me today, of course, is our lovely co-host, Jillian. Jillian, how are you, honey? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. Hey, well, welcome everybody to the show. Again, we are broadcasting live on the Space Coast Eats page. You may be seeing us, however, shared to other pages and groups. Uh, so please give us a like at Space Coast Eats so you don't miss another broadcast. It's really easy to do. Just give us a like. Uh, even press the follow button so you are the first ones to know when we go live. All right. You'll have a push notification sent right to your phone and wherever you uh visit Facebook at. I see some glasses on the table, Jillian. I'm really... What's going on here? Well, we're day drinking because Uh it's Sunday and that's what we do on Sunday. (laughs) And we have a very special guest today who I'm super excited about, uh, Master Mixologist and General Manager of Crush 11, uh, Mr. Greg Scutt. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome. And um, he knows that we like to drink, so he's going to help <laughs> us out with that and talk about a fun cocktail that he brought. And What gave him that impression? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought a fun drink for us today. This is something that we do at Crush 11, uh, specifically for happy hour and lunch. This is our poinsettia spritz. Ooh. Oh, mm. Very just holiday a, sounding. Mm, just the name sounds delicious, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a mashup of two of my favorite cocktails, an Aperol Spritz, which is the quintessential day drinking drink, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and a uh, Poinsettia, which is like a Susie Housemaker's 1950s holiday beverage. Oh. Yeah. Super like easy. Punch Bowl? Uh, no, like in the champagne glass. It's, it's cranberry juice and champagne. That's it. So it's at every holiday party because it's really, really, really easy to make. But we doctored it up a little bit, mixing it with the Aperol Spritz. Fantastic. Greg's going to... Intriguing. Get that started. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to mix live in the studio. I think this is a first. I don't think we've ever made a cocktail in the studio. So uh, bear with us. We're going to do some shaking and stirring here, I believe. Yeah. Uh, First is our Italian bitter. Um, I'm I'm using Select Aperitivo, which is from Milan, Italy. It lands, uh, uh, if you want to use Aperol for something a little lighter, that works great. If you want to use Campari, if you like it nice and bitter and strong. But mm. this one kind of lands right in the middle of the two, which is why I think it's perfect for this drink. Um, and there's the history. There's some history there, right? That is one of the original recipes for, um, uh, for Campari, like kind of based off of Campari is kind of based off what that originally was, or something like that. Isn't that correct? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> the uh, 1925 is significant because that's the year that it was made. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, trying to get the cameras. We have to show the audience what's going on here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got the bitter, and then um, we add the juice. This is a fresh-squeezed cranberry juice. Oh. I squeeze Ooh. all of my own cranberries in-house. From Do my you own. really? I have a cranberry bog in my pool. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Your fingers must be so exhausted all the time. <laughs> no. So cranberry juice. And are you just doing equal parts of both here? Or? No, it's uh, two ounces of the um, bitter and then about an ounce of the cranberry juice. Just enough, just a little bit, a little tart. And then um, my little addition is um, house-made grenadine. So um, grenadine's a fun thing. This is something. This is a recipe that is one of my favorites um, that I like to make. Uh, very, very far cry from your grocery store grenadine. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It certainly doesn't look bright. No. 
No. Uh, it's it's pretty fun. I don't want to blast brands, and I can't really quite remember. But there's one uh, one of the most popular ones. If you look at the ingredients on the back of the label at the grocery store, it's literally uh, corn syrup and red number five. Oh, that's it. Mm. So wow. everyone thinks that grenadine is always like cherry flavored, but it's it's just red flavored. It's just red. <laughs> the color it's a good red. Yeah. Um, it's cherry. Uh, grenadine is not cherry juice like a lot of people think. That just kind of happens from um, kind of dive bars running out of grenadine and using the stuff that's in the jar of the maraschino cherry. Yeah, that's uh, not quality <laughs> there. No, uh, grenadine weight goes way, way, way back to ancient Arab times actually, and it's um, uh, uh, spawn off of uh, pomegranate molasses, so it's pomegranate based. So this is uh, based on a. Um, a Victorian recipe for grenadine. It looks really thick. Yeah. Like a good consistency. Well, it's not like thick, gloopy, like right. commercial grenadine, but yeah, it's still nice and thick. And then do you, so pomegranate, it's so essentially grenadine, true grenadine is would be like a rich pomegranate syrup. Yeah, exactly. Like right. pomegranate molasses with spices. So this one, um, I take uh, Palm Wonderful's really easy to find at the grocery store. Um, I take that and reduce it by half and then add that same amount of sugar back to it to make it my syrup. And I add um, star anise, clove, and Ooh. vanilla and a touch of rose water, just a little, little accent there. So that sounds delicious. Yeah, you call it grenadine. If people roll their eyes at the idea of grenadine, call it a pomegranate vanilla molasses. So. There you <laughs> go. It works. I like that. Verbiage is always key. Absolutely. Right? you got to be descriptive, you know, especially <laughs> with cocktails. Because um, if you just say, you know, uh, whiskey... And for instance, you know, soda, instead of saying um, small batch bourbon with a sparkling water. Oh, right. You know, exactly. one's, yes, one's yes. tantalizing, even though it's only two ingredients. And then one's not so, pe- like, you know, like, I'm not excited about whiskey and water. No, it's all about the cell words. <laughs> right. That's always, that's what always makes me laugh about very inexpensive bottles of wine. Yeah. You read the back label, they're like, oh, you'll be transported <laughs> to the rolling hills of Italy. It's a $4 bottle of wine. It's like, but I... Pretty sure we're okay. <laughs> but I hear it's snowing in the rolling hills, and I'm in my bikini. How do, <laughs> no desire to be there. <laughs> All right, so we're adding rocks. Rocks. Not to be confused with ice. Right, frozen water. <laughs> frozen water. However you want to do it, just freeze some water. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and then as a typical uh, Aperol spritz, we're going to add our bubbly on top of that, which will be um, oh. uh, split between half soda water and half sparkling wine. So now, and this kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this being a lower alcohol cocktail, that's really what's trending right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's definitely a stigma with cocktails um, that you need to get the bang for your buck as far as alcohol goes. And I just, I don't think, I mean, that, that kind of idea is getting a little passe. You can absolutely have a drink with friends and have a great experience with friends and have a great conversation and not, you know, need a cab home. And that's the whole idea. And that's why this is a great Jason can drink because, I mean... You're not getting ripped off. It's about the same alcohol as a glass of wine, which is fine. But you're getting a lot more flavor, and it's bubbly and fun and creative and interesting. Yeah, and yeah. you could have a couple of them. Absolutely. Without, Absolutely. you know. Um, and go back to work. And, and get, <laughs> get tipsy. Shh. Yeah. That's our secret. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you in such a good mood all the time? Uh, so. Cool. Yeah, so we got, um, we'll do uh, sparkling wine and uh, champagne. Oh, we like that. Oh, that oh, was yeah. Chris, right? That's how you so, know you're right drinking the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about going against um, uh, common misconceptions, we have a, I have a canned domestic sparkling wine here, which oh. a lot of people will roll their eyes at, but uh, canning is one of my favorite ways to preserve wine because you get no light, you get no oxygen interaction between the cork. If you need an aged wine, you know, you got to have that oxygen interaction, but with something fresh and bubbly, you know. It works. It works perfect for beer. It works perfect for anything else. With and you could disguise it as a Sprite. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. 
Oh, that looks really pretty. It is yeah. getting pretty. So let's let's review the flavors again. We had yeah. cranberry juice. We had the the selectivo. The selectivo, oh, which cool. is remind us again. What kind of um, flavor <laughs> is that? Italian bitter. Um, there's usually hundreds of flavors involved. Hundreds of flavors, okay. Yeah, just bittering agents, really. So um, so the bitters, the cranberry, the pomegranate molasses. Yeah, vanilla, vanilla molasses. molasses. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm learning things here. <laughs> and then what kind of wine was that? Sparkling, that was... sparkling wine. Yeah. Um, I, I, I typically like to use uh, domestic wine uh, for cocktails because it is actually cheaper than anything imported mm. uh, right off the bat. Uh, the flavors are going to be a little bit more fruit forward, but right. you're not going to have too much dryness or bitterness or any of those yeasty notes that a great wine will have because you mm -hmm. don't need to use a great wine for cocktails. You just need, you know, that wine flavor and then the bubbles is what it's bringing. To the so, bar. what kind of grape do do, do we know? Is, is, does that come from a, a single varietal? This is this one in particular is from Washington, and it is bubbles. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> champagne from the Champagne region is made with a. White Burgundy, correct? It's yeah. Champagne is uh, traditionally three varieties. Oh, right. oh, well, thank you. Yeah, go for it. Uh, champagne is actually it's uh, three varietals. Right. It's Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. That's right. Pinot and Meunier. then um, it, uh, and any mixture of those three, and you can also have hundred uh, percent Chardonnay, Pinot uh, Chardonnay champagnes. Those are generally called Blanc de Blanc. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can also have uh, you know hundred percent Pinot Noir champagnes, where you get a lot of rosés from. So yes, um, as long as it's a combination of the three. But you know the rule of thumb with always kind of trying to remember sparkling wine versus champagne is that all champagne is sparkling wine, but not all sparkling wine is champagne because it has to have that designation from the Champagne region. Of France, that's right, and that, that's a big discrepancy. Like, oh, look at this champagne, and then you looked at the label, like, yeah, made in California. Well, so <laughs> there was, so you know, back in the late '60s, early '70s, right. when wine really started coming into um, play in the American market, right. they were um, labeling um, sparkling wine as champagne, as they were labeling jug wine as Chablis and <laughs> and Burgundy. So. You know, a lot of people kind of grew up with this um, notion that, you know, Burgundy or Chablis is just this cheap jug cooking wine. Right. When in reality, I mean, Burgundy is one of the most incredible wine regions in France. And, you know, if you say we're going to drink Chablis, then I'm there. Basically. Oh, that yeah. looks great, Greg. Wow. And I love the metal straws. No, no plastic straws here. No harming no turtles today. No. No, Save no, no, the no. turtles. <laughs> like once a month, we'll get an argument from this old guy. Not, oh, geez. Not one, but it, any generic old guy saying, man, I hate uh, paper straws. They melt in your drink. And I'm like, well, dude, honestly, I'll take your argument once a month. And then the three people a week that will tell me that I'm murdering sea turtles. Right. <laughs> right. So this is just life we live now. This is gorgeous. And then, and then you just added a garnish secretly. What, yes. What do we have here? Um, orange orange wedge is super classic for an Aperol spritz, and just to kind of um, force the flavors into your brain, uh, we got some fresh cranberries there. Well, which then. you haven't squeezed yet. So haven't I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Thank Hello. you. Welcome to the studio. Thank you Welcome for the cocktail. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank right. you. Happy to be here. First taste. Here we go. Ooh. Oh yeah, I could do that mm. all day long. Oh. All right. That bitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's the that's the finish that I'm getting. Yeah, like yeah. right up front, it's just like the spritz, the fruit, and now I'm just left with like a palate of yeah. And that bitter, that bitter uh, linger on your palate kind of keeps you keeps you mouth watering, keeps you dry. It doesn't feel. It cloying, makes me want to drink more. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
podcast. Which we will continue to do mm. for the duration. Yeah. Now, um, speaking about uh, day drinking and we're lower, al- lower alcohol cocktails, stuff that we can session drink, if mm-hmm. you will, um, for an experience. Do you have some kind of go-tos or some personal favorites that um, you generally go for or like what do you think what's your what's your take on day drinking greg my take is it's fantastic it's one of my favorite <laughs> hobbies uh no a spritz april spritz is my go-to that's the number one but um uh as well as other things um i mean mimosas that's probably everyone's favorite in the world that's the the classic sunday sunday is the classic day drinking drink or a day and mimosas yes. the classic day drinking drink but i think mimosas you know everybody does them you can only drink so much orange juice <laughs> a lot of bars there's a proper ratio, and I'm going to let you talk about that since you're our in-house um, bartender here today. Not to be confused with mixologist. Cause I know Master mixologist. Master mixologist. <laughs> Greg has a, a thing for that word I, I, I've learned. Um, so being our in-house, you know, what is the proper ratio? Because I see a lot of people like, oh, you know, bottomless mimosas. And it's like one part champagne, three parts orange juice. Yeah. And I don't consider that a mimosa. No, it should be the opposite. It's a, it's basically just you're drinking some fun sparkling wine that's like flavored with orange juice. It should be just a splash in there. Yeah. Everyone's that's got a bottomless mimosa or anything like that. You I mean, you can't get away from the the, the idiom that you get what you pay for. Like Right. Exactly. <laughs> that holds true. Yeah, most most definitely. Those bottles are of sparkling wine are, are barely legally called wine and uh, <laughs> <laughs> And you know what's interesting about mimosas is that I actually like mine without any orange juice in them. So <laughs> that's another that's another option. That's an extra that's an extra dry mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh but, but, you know, getting back to mimosas, I think one of the – there's a disservice because there's such a other part of that sparkling wine and fruit combination known as the Bellini. I think that I think those are so underrated. Like, we need oh, more Bellinis yeah, in our life. Absolutely. With a real, like, peach puree. It, it's fantastic. Ooh, yeah. peach puree. <laughs> I've, um, I've enjoyed, yeah, you know, different types. Um, you have uh, pear. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, I mean – it seems like Bellinis are just a vague term, but is there like a, a specific amount of fruit or what kind of different fruits? I mean, if you have a great wine, you don't want to hide the wine. That's, that's the big thing. That's, that's the big, that, that should be the star of the show. And then you're just accenting that wine with like a little salt and pepper shaker of a, of a fruit flavor. And it can, any fruit works. All fruits are great. Right. Tropical fruits are awesome. Uh, mango is great. Sour Ooh, stop is Mango fun. Bellini. Yeah, that sounds great. Absolutely. Lychee. Yeah. It yeah. all works. Mm. <laughs> it's such a good palate. It seems like a, a trending uh, fruit now is, is the lychee. <laughs> Tell us about that. Do you guys use that? Uh, we have in the past. Uh, lychees actually um, uh, grow fantastic in Florida, so you get mm. a really great crop here. Um, it's just not a lot of people are growing them, so it's not in every supermarket. They look scary. They look like alien little eggs. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My toddler loves them. He, he'll, pound, he'll pound down a, a pound of them. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, and then, okay, so I am... I have become a big gin drinker, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is something that is interesting to me because it's not a liquor that I grew up enjoying or really understanding. Um, but we, uh, so could you, do we have a day drinking cocktail with, could be gin based and not put you on the floor in an hour or two? <laughs> um, actually, I'll give you a night drinking low alcohol cocktail. One of my favorites is a 50 50 martini. Um, so, uh, martini is uh, it's kind of gotten away in the world. It's le- uh, the, the the idea, the original concept of martini is uh, it's like a dog that's got off its leash, 
Um, martini is originally <laughs> great vermouth and great vodka or gin mixed together. And uh, through the times, but a lot of people just kind of let their vermouth get rotten on a shelf. Um, there's great, amazing vermouths out there that are, taste fantastic. So it shouldn't be something shied away from if you're getting a great craft product. Um, so if you have a great vermouth and you have a great gin, uh, splitting them 50-50, chilling them down, super ice cold, and just doing a martini that way, fantastic. So is my martina Rossi? On the <laughs> Martini Rossi is great if you keep it fresh. You, you got to remember right. that vermouth is wine. You have to treat it like wine. If you crack it open, it's probably gone in a week. They sell half bottles and tiny little bottles if you need to. But yeah, it, it gets. Oh, that's wise. Okay. Yeah. I, that, well, that's interesting because I don't think a lot of people realize that. I don't think a lot of people realize that. I mean, you. Right. How many bars have you worked in where the bottle of vermouth maybe gets bought once a month? Mm -hmm. You it's know, on the shelf at room temperature. Yeah. 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 That's. <laughs> So should we should we chill vermouth? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man, I gotta chill my vermouth. All, all the rules for white wine go for vermouth too. Okay, yeah. and that, we're talking dry and sweet. Yep, all of it. Oh, yep. okay. Every yep. every kind of vermouth. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, how long have you been with Crush Eleven? Have we gone there? Uh, Crush Eleven. I've been uh, with Crush Eleven for three years. I joined them back when we were in Cocoa Village. Uh, we moved two years ago to downtown Melbourne, and we love our new digs. And we love you closer Hashtag to us. Downtown. <laughs> yes, we love not having to drive to Cocoa Village. No That's offense, Cocoa Village, because yeah. you're great. Also, we still love everyone that makes the drive down from Cocoa to see us. Yes. But. Well, you guys are a destination kind of place. Like people will make that that drive that that commute because because yeah, you guys absolutely. are. We've got that well established, but that's also yeah. um, why we've definitely dug in the last year um, into making an amazing happy hour program and a fantastic lunch, too. So. Oh, well, do let's, you know, elaborate. All right. Let, yeah, let's do that, because I have <laughs> been to Crush for lunch and yeah. it's really killer. I yeah. mean, you know, still the Crush experience, right? right. The food Absolutely. is modern Absolutely. and fun, but, you know, um, for daytime consumption, mm -hmm. probably smaller portions, maybe a lighter fare. Yeah, absolutely. Still just as creative and chef-driven. Right. Um, yeah, the idea is um, not taking away from that experience dining situation. We do want to be everyone's on the first of everyone's mind for, you know, any kind of special occasion in life. We want to celebrate with you. We want to help you celebrate. But we also want you to come in for lunch, you know. Come on in any day of the week. Yeah. It's a great place to uh, hang out. What kind of price point is the menu? Uh, for lunch, everything's probably under $20. You can get out of there. $20 with a drink. And oh, with a drink. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's... That's that. That's the um, the big push for us for lunch is is, is getting people to realize that because they think of mm -hmm. us as that special. You know. And it's a quick turnaround. You guys keep delivered yeah, like absolutely. half an hour and get people absolutely. back to work. Okay. Yeah. That's I know that's a big thing. Like people think, oh, do I need to go and have like an experience right now? <laughs> it's like I only got no, sixty absolutely. minutes for a lunch break. Yeah, for sure. No, in and out, yeah. just like any any other kind of fast casual place you can think of. The, cool. the menu is created to be fast for you. That's you good. Know. Absolutely. And in the debate of Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A, <laughs> I will say that the fried chicken sandwich with pimento cheese at Crush might be my favorite out of all of them. So I'll put it's that out amazing. there. Yeah. Um, now, do you have uh, separate cocktails for lunch? Do you do different things during the day or is it just kind of your standard? Because you guys have a, an awesome bar program. Which right. You know, I would love to discuss. Yeah, um, no, we've got, um, I think I think it's, we're up to 28 cocktails in house total now for between brunch lunch happy hour and dinner um we don't stop you from ordering anything else from right. lunch but we definitely have cocktails that we drive harder for lunch like our punch our sangria and then this spritz the poinsettia spritz for sure cool and then what about happy hour do you have what are you've got some special you've got you do special mm -hmm. food and cocktails right yeah the uh, great little uh, bar snacks all around five six bucks um and then our uh, happy hour drink list is a rotating seasonal list. We change it um, with the with the with the seasons. We just popped out our um, uh, 
cold weather menu for last about month. Uh, we are featuring the poinsettia spritz on that too. It works perfectly for happy hour. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, uh, do you change up the signature cocktails all the time. all the time? Okay. Absolutely. So if somebody likes a signature cocktail and then they come to find out that it's no longer on the menu, can they still order it, or what's the policy regarding that? Sometimes it really depends on seasonality. Um, we yeah. don't like to carry something out of, out of season, or if it's a, a, a fruit dependent syrup or garnish. Right. You know, if it's not fresh, we don't want to push it. We want to give you the best product, and yeah. I guarantee you that if we replaced your favorite drink, we replaced it with something that we we put our heart and soul into equally right so so you'll, you'll you'll suggest something that's comparable yeah absolutely. that's awesome absolutely but yeah we are keeping it uh fresh it's uh, on, on, honestly it's not the place if you like something and you want to come in for six years straight and drink the one thing. <laughs> right it's definitely a place to have more fun and see what's going on try new things um and so and talking about happy hour as well so i know like we were just mentioning a lot of people think of crush as you know, a special occasion kind of place. Yeah. Um, but that happy hour that you guys have, you you have a bunch of different appetizers, mm-hmm. and um, the price points on there are really reasonable. Five six dollars, yeah. yeah. For and it's pretty varied. I think mm-hmm. as you have how many items on there? Five seven somewhere around yeah, there. So it's enough. There. It's enough to to make an evening yeah, out absolutely. of it. You can absolutely. yeah, cool. Yeah. A bunch of uh, really quick and easy co- uh, craft cocktails. We also have specials on beer and wine too. So you can come in three days a week after work. You don't have to just wait till your anniversary to come to Crush 11. Well, there you go. And there you have it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited already. <laughs> Lunch, happy hour. And uh, and I know you guys um, offer quite a bit of your own uh, events as well. I know, you know, with the holiday season, I'm sure you're getting booked up for, you know, uh, the, the the company and, 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 and business type uh, parties. Yeah, that, we've got a private we'll room for that. So oh, you yeah, have a private room? How, how many, uh, what capacity is that? 32 32 that's yep. that's good that's a very fair um amount of people in the yeah. one room yeah uh but tell us about what's what's going on you guys have any plans for um new year's and and any other events coming up yeah we've got um two main ones coming up uh, the um for new year's we are definitely uh, uh we've got a beautiful preview menu that we're working on i don't have uh to- all the details on the, what the menu is going to comprise of but it will be um a course out preview uh with set seatings um no a la carte that night so just that one menu it's going to be amazing, though. And then we'll have a wine supplemental for that, and that'll just be um, the one special dinner that we're offering that night. Um, and that'll be limited seating, so we'll be selling tickets ahead of time for that or at least taking credit cards down for reservations because it will sell out. And how, how soon we make that public? So we give our insiders from today <laughs> a little bit if of you, a head start. If you just trust us that the food's going to be delicious, you can book today. But, uh. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, I'm a fan of prefix. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, absolutely. I like to know that, you know, everybody's kind of sharing the same experience in, yeah. in one dining room. We're all in the same kind of level, you know, same playing field. And uh, it just opens up the conversation. You know, it's like, what did you think of that first yeah. dish? What did you think of that second course? And so we, we for, for me, it, it makes the, the experience, you know, just that yeah, much absolutely. more um, heightened. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you guys pair that with wines, cocktails, beers? Uh, yeah, we'll do. Uh, we're doing a, a wine pairing. We're actually uh, this time around we're um, pairing it with little split bottles. So um, cute. Yeah, Very any, cute. Any couple um, uh, or any two people that you don't have to necessarily be in any sort of romantic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, friends out for a nice meal <laughs> absolutely, together. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we'll do a split. Uh, a small bottle of uh, champagne to start. Uh, a small bottle of red for the main course, and then um, uh, dessert wine at the end. Oh, behave. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. adorable. Absolutely. So that kind of gives you more of that intimate experience, you know. It's like your own little bottles of wine. Yeah, you know, and that's that's another underrated um, wine is a dessert wine, um, that noble rot, that late <laughs> harvest. You know, I mean, there's Absolutely. so many names for Absolutely. it. Um, 
Yeah, so anytime I see that on the uh, wine list, I'm like, okay, these people thought everything through. You know, I mean, you should have yeah. a good amount of sparkling. Uh, of course, you know, the red and white varietals. But, you know, if you don't, I mean, you're just doing a disservice. I mean, that's right. like another selling point. Like, oh, would you like, you know, a uh, late harvest with that creme brulee, you know? <laughs> um, and so there's just, it's just another opportunity to get, you know, pulling that customer, really treat them to something that they wouldn't normally explore or, or be privy to. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've definitely um, uh, curated a very interesting list of dessert wines. We've got a Finger Lakes, New York, um, late harvest Riesling. We've got Ooh. a uh, late harvest uh, Semillon from Napa Valley. I've got a Napa Valley uh, port wine. Oh, yeah. Well, I noticed that all of these dessert wines that you're talking about are domestic. Is that... I'm going to segue here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but your whole wine list at Crush 11 is domestic, correct? Yeah, we've gone, we've gone 100% uh, domestic. Well, I take it back. 99% domestic. I do have Vouv on the menu. That is the one thing. Gotta that, have uh, Vouv. Gotta have the <laughs> yellow label. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just for special occasions. But everything else on our menu is it's all 100% domestic. Um, we like to keep it uh, uh, very boutique, small production. Uh, something that we can kind of uh, watch a winemaker grow, watch them change vintage to vintage, um, get you the smallest, most interesting uh, things. We like to feature a lot of uh, natural wines, mm-hmm. kind of keep on the edge of the uh, of the wine trends, you know. And can you expand on what a, a natural wine is for those who might not know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, natural wines have um, it's a whole uh, to be called naturally. There's a whole gamut of, um, of steps you need to take in the winemaking process. Not necessarily dry wine, uh, dry farmed, but um, that helps for sure. Organic helps. Uh, it's just the whole process of letting the grapes shine and showing the terroir through by um, actually letting them grow in the ground that they grow in. And mm-hmm. uh, your your end goal is a wine that's going to express that land and not so much what the winemaker wants the wine to be or attempts to take make it taste like the last vintage. And then the winemaking process is usually very natural too, open fermentation, spontaneous fermentation. Um, yeah, and all natural. <laughs> sounds sounds amazing, you know. Yeah. Um, so. Are you sourcing these places individually, or do you have like a boutique distributor that you're using? Oh uh, yeah, we use uh, we like to use most of the small distributors. We use the big ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, right. uh, but yeah, we get a little bit from everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like these labels are just shipping you individually, like you know, different bottles that they release. <laughs> you know, you, so uh, you're you are being able to source. Not them. quite that small. Yeah, we right. still have to follow Florida laws for most. Of the I know, ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think you know, I think. Um, when you look at a wine list and perhaps you see something by the glass that's, you know, 15, 16 plus dollars, I think it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, what, 18 bucks for a glass of wine? Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I mean, being able to offer something by the glass at that price point, you're really showcasing something of a real high quality. Yeah, absolutely. That you wouldn't necessarily, I mean, a lot of places wouldn't even have something at that price point right. by the glass. And by having smaller producers and uh, 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 smaller batch wines, uh, I can. I mean, they, they might be more expensive, but I know that that price is uh, that we're putting onto you that we paid ourselves is going more towards the wine production. There's, you know, there's no advertising that needs to be paid. There's no giant distribu- distribution or sales forces that needs to be paid out of that glass wine cost. So we're giving you the best product possible. And then um, d- focusing on the, the domestic part of things, um, we did make a decision uh, a while back uh, to go 100% domestic on the list just so that we could focus really on American wines, which is our favorite style of wine or, you know, favorite areas of wine. So um, keeping give that way we give um, more of a range to the guest. Um, instead of having to have one Oregon Pinot Noir and one French red wine and one uh, uh, Italian sparkling red uh, right. and one New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, we can 
give you a Napa Valley red, but also give you a Washington State red, and then um, give you a couple uh, options for Pinot Noir that hit home on exactly what a Pinot Noir should taste like from the regions, and also give you some cool, wacky one-off stuff. We can uh, we have the ability now because we're focusing so directly to explore the um, the range fully. Well, I think that's awesome. Impressive. I mean, I think that you know. American wines in general are so varied and it's so interesting when you see I mean you can look at you know let's take a Napa cab from this side of the road and a Napa cab from that side Mm -hmm. of the road and they're so completely different Um, and I think that's something that's great to be able to explore Um, I would like to talk about a a party that you guys are having parties I love parties because I love parties and it's a really cool it's a super cool concept right can you talk to us about that yeah, so uh, this Thursday, the f- December 5th, we're uh, celebrating the repeal of Prohibition. Um, what? Yeah, we had a fantastic party last year. We're making this definitely one of our traditions. Um, it is uh, all of us toasting the right to toast. Toasting uh, the right to toast. That's a, that's <laughs> a theme I could get behind. Love right? it. <laughs> uh, so uh, super thematic. Uh, uh, we, we decked the whole place out to, to look like it's 1933. Um, last year, we papered up all the walls and put a bunch of signs and saying we were closed by the uh, uh, proclamation of the Volstead Act uh, <laughs> to, to sale illegal sale of alcohol. A lot of people freaked out, but it was uh, it was fantastic. So we're gonna have some more tricks up our sleeves this time. But yeah, we're gonna have a, a burlesque dancer. Um, we'll have um, uh, cigarette cart girls drink, passing out drinks. We've got a whole a uh, whole separate menu nine nine uh, prohibition period cocktails that we're doing uh, by hand. That's gonna be fantastic and. Um, a lot of uh, food. Uh, oh. Yeah, the little creative takes from, from period food. So the Depression food wasn't always the most delicious, so it gave the chef uh, a great opportunity. Probably to lots of creative. cabbage. <laughs> it's just it's just a bowl of cabbage soup. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> potato. Spice with potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now, but repeal day—that's a big deal. Like, I mean, yeah. in in major in major like cities, these bars. I mean, this is a big yeah, party. Absolutely, that we're, we're definitely we're not the only ones to do this. Um, this is kind of a, a trend moving forward, celebrating repeal day uh, in American craft cocktail bars, especially. Uh, the thing is, like, most of our drinking days are borrowed from other cultures. You know, uh, uh, um, uh, St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, all yeah. that stuff. I mean, it's fun, sure. You get to wear silly hats and colored drinks and, and get schnockered. But Have an excuse to yeah. Yeah, parade in the street, uh, you know. <laughs> December 5th is it's perfectly between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are just ready to drink in that time period anyways. And yeah. the main yes. thing is we're celebrating American cocktails, American drinking, American spirits. It's our drinking cocktail, so we're um, trying to push this, like, this makes way more sense than Cinco de Mayo does. It's true. I yeah. I totally Mexicans agree. Mexicans don't even celebrate Cinco de Mayo. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of funny where where you know traditions have have started. Um, I'm so glad that we actually have one that we actually share in that history. Yeah, absolutely. it's good to have a tradition that you know is, is again part of our culture. Um, so do you have a preview of of what kind of cocktails should people expect and how do they get tickets? How do they, how do they show up? Yeah, so it is a ticketed event. Um, it is private. We are um, shutting the, the doors just for this private uh, private party, so it will sell out. I definitely push everyone. So to, you uh, probably won't be able to show up Friday and expect to get in, right? We'll, we'll have a couple tickets that we hand yeah, out. For a little, 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 little couple, little, yeah. little yeah. couple, but uh, yeah, no, I definitely you need to get a ticket. Honestly, this is going to sell out. Um, yeah, so the price gets you. It's all you can eat food. Uh, we'll be doing um, a couple action stations and some past apps and orders and stuff like that. Uh, enough to fill oh. everyone's faces. And then um, there'll be a uh, welcome cocktail, champagne cocktail, to kick off the evening with everyone. Hey, we've got a lot of fun prizes and games. Games. Um, yeah, secret, secret little uh, games uh, that we'll be playing. 
And uh, yeah, so we're closed for this. And this is one going to be, honestly, in my opinion, one of the most exclusive, really cool, creative cocktail parties in all of Brevard County. Well, you're here, here first. You, you guys better get some tickets. We'd love to see <laughs> some of our viewers and, uh, and fellow friends, fellow foodies out there uh, join us. Because it sounds like, you know, it's, this is going to be a, a privileged kind of affair. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like. It'll be fun. Yeah, if, if you don't get jump on it real quick and, 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 and make that decision to not miss it, then, uh, then yeah, you may have to wait till next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been I was able to go to the Ripple Day party last year and <laughs> Well, do tell. It was it was it was really. I mean, it was quite an experience. And the burlesque dancer yeah. um Kiss of Von Adams from Orlando. Kiss of Von Adams. Yeah. She's <laughs> incredible. Like she's one of the most beautiful women I've seen in real life, like flawless. And she did a great job. The dance was amazing, and they—I mean, really, like it was—it was super fun, and everybody dressed up. It was a great yeah. experience, and I'm glad that um, it's going to be even bigger this year because it sounds like it's much more in a grander scheme than the original party was. Yeah, so. absolutely, and, and then that's the—that's the goal. Just keep growing every year. It's going to be the coolest party. There so it is the party. <laughs> there you go. It is the coolest. The affirmative. Party. Yeah. It well, is. It hasn't happened yet. So yes. Right. It will be. It will be. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> and next year will be better. Um, so, Greg, can you tell us a little bit about your background and you, how you got so knowledgeable on all this cool stuff that sure. you know about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been um, cooking in kitchens since, um, well, actually, I lied about my age to get my first job at a, a Wendy's. So I was 14, <laughs> 14 years old. Uh, they found out, and they just kind of gave me an eyebrow, and they just let it pass. So <laughs> that was fine. But I mean, uh, uh, cooking through high school, cooking through college, uh, worked at some really bad places and some really great places um, and learned a lot. I've been a food nerd since day one. And then as um, soon as I was legally allowed, not before, uh, <laughs> I started, <laughs> started, started homebrewing. I uh, got really big into the beer thing because that was about the time that the home the, the beer thing was definitely exploding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was brewing beer and working in Orlando and a bunch of really great places. I moved to Los Angeles and lived there for six years, and I ran uh, ended up running a couple of really good bars out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping the beer thing going and the food thing going, I didn't really um, – I was a big spirits nerd. I loved distillation and all that stuff, but I didn't really get into the bartending thing until it, it kind of came around backwards. I was the um, manager of a place and needed to learn how to bartend to fill in. And then kind of took off from there. I just got obsessed. <laughs> I literally just, uh, all I'd listen to are um, things about people talking about alcohol, and all I read are people writing about things about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> make time to work. I make time for making wife and kids sometimes. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Talk about drinking and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about drinking and drink. Yeah. We, yeah. Like, we like all of those things. So where do you see yourself then in the next, like, five years? Uh, doing whatever I can to help this county uh, drink awesome stuff. Uh, we've got um, uh, it's a little bit of a wild west out here. There's not a, a total uh, huge culture for craft cocktail drinking. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm happy to be uh, on the forefront with that with the Crush Eleven and what we're doing here, and um, definitely want to keep pushing forward. Yeah, I, th- I think called craft cocktail. People don't really understand what that is. If you were to legitimize it and 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 give it a definition, what would it sound like? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, definitely uh, something where it's just like really great food. Every step of the asp- uh, every every step of the process is mm. is curated and thought through, and um, uh, you're picking every ingredient because it's the most delicious, and not because it's, there's any sort of uh, price fix or price margin to it. Sure. Yeah, creating things uh, because they taste great, not necessarily because it's the cheapest thing to get drunk on. Right. Um, more of an experiential. Um, you know, you can get a a burger that fills you up from a drive-through, or you can go to somewhere that has a great chef. 
cooking you a great meal that you know it's going to taste and, and take your taste buds on an adventure. Craft cocktails are the same thing, they're just in liquid form. I like that. <laughs> I do like that. Liquid art. Yeah, well, and it's true because <clears throat> I do think, you know, being a, somewhat of a smaller community and, and really just starting to grow and kind of come into our own in Brevard, which mm-hmm. <clears throat> is amazing to watch because I do think that we Very are exciting. really building this phenomenal culture of food and beverage here. Absolutely. And, um, you know, and I do think the price comes into play there, right? Because mm-hmm. people are going out and maybe you usually order like a, a well vodka soda and it's yeah. five bucks, but it does you know, the job. <laughs> and it does the job. Yeah. You don't but, want to taste anything. You want the effect. You don't just don't right. think about it. Get it in there. Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, it's easy as a, as a consumer to say, oh, well, they're just, they're just marking this up. They're just charging more because they're a nicer place. But in reality, there's sure. so much more that goes into that. Yeah, absolutely. Every every step that the, uh, from scratch kitchen takes, that's what that's how we treat our bar program. Um, we make all our own syrups. We do all our own infusions. There's not a single flavored item on our wall, except for gin. If you want to count gin as juniper flavored vodka. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. No, we make everything in house. Uh, Takes some time, but it's worth it. Yeah, so how many bitters do you have? Because every time I go oh, in there, I, I, I look at your signature cocktails, and every single <laughs> one has, like, a different bitter to it. We do um, probably four bitters in-house. Okay. Um, all our, our old-fashioned is, I would say, a third of our sales and is I our old-fashioned. I love your old-fashioned. Yeah. Fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that one. So we do. Uh, we don't make that bitters. Uh, that's actually a, a, a Meritage. It's a house blend. Um, oh. we, yeah, so I like a, a blend of uh, two parts Angostura to one part orange for most of my or, uh, old-fashions. So we did that in a large quantity and then add a bunch of other bitters as kind of like accent notes. And then we barrel aged the whole thing for three months. And then, Love it. Uh, Love yeah, it. that's our, our house bitters. And then we probably have like 20 random fritters on the shelf at any given. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a good problem to You're have. You're so bitter, Greg. <laughs> the so other bartenders bitter. will see like, oh, cucumber bitters. And I just see, I, I, can, I can feel their eye rolls behind my head. <laughs> like, it might be fun. <laughs> so going back to the, the, the fresh pressed cranberry juice, when, when are you crushing some more cranberries? And, and are we invited? Oh, I, I lied. I actually oh. uh, outsourced Ocean Spray to take care of that for me. Oh, today. you did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's some things that should be done by hand uh, because it's better. And then some things that are, uh, if you do it the hard way, it's just hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cranberry juice is one. Heinz 57 is another. Like, you can make your own ketchup. It's not going to be as good as Heinz 57. Yeah, it's, most likely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And that's, I, I, that's true for bitters, too, honestly. I've definitely done a lot of house-made bitters. But if you try and make Angostura bitters, it's not going to be as good as Angostura bitters. So. They've been doing it for decades. Let them do it. <laughs> yeah, and they've they sold uh, you know a billion served. You know <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to compete with with something that's uh, it's just been around because it's just that good. It's it's a yeah, staple. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you're not going to be able to to mimic a, a Louis, you know, the Thirteenth or something like that. You're not going to be able to <laughs> you know create you know barrel aged um, uh, cognac. You know, that's three hundred years old um, today. Right. That's going to be <laughs> that's going to taste similar to to a Louis, you know, um, right away. So yeah, there, there's, there's a, some things that you, you can't get around. No, for sure. Um, but I do like how there are some ingredients that are still very limited. Yeah. You know, Angus they cornered that little bit of a market and they were the only game in town, but, for but now while, there's yeah. so many bartenders and, mm-hmm. and mixologists, uh, that are doing, their own, you know, they're infusing yeah. their own vodkas. They're they're making their own bitters. They're they're really going out and and, and being, uh, you know, pushing that envelope a little bit more forward and and giving the the space, the craft cocktail space, um, just just more ingenuity, um, more options. You know, giving that consumer right. 
at the end of the day a bigger variety for their palate yeah and sure. and, and and also making that bar exclusive to certain yeah. tastes and flavors yeah giving you a signature place like, like exactly our, like our old-fashioned it's 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 a standard old-fashioned but we've done everything has our little touch on it so it's not going to be an old-fashioned you can get in any other yeah because because you, you get a tito's splash uh you know cranberry like anywhere that's that's <laughs> exactly. not yeah that's right. not a signature cocktail you know right. and and you know that's not going to keep your customer coming back right yeah and then we have we have our our, our signature flavor profile and you go to another great place and it, you you can have an awesome uh, old-fashioned there that's that's how they make it and that's great mm-hmm. that's fantastic that's how it should be yeah so greg what's your go-to cocktail Ooh, good question that's easy uh daiquiri just a really? classic daiquiri absolutely what flavor daiquiri not not just regular daiquiri okay so okay but um, let's yeah, just, yeah, let's break it down. yeah. Let's break it down. uh so daiquiri um one of the oldest cocktails uh in the caribbean actually it's uh, uh my is just two ounces of a great light rum uh one ounce of lime juice and half ounce of uh simple syrup you want it a little less bracing and tart like i like it uh you can add you can make that one full ounce of uh citric uh, uh simple syrup just shake and pour. That's it. Yeah, so not a frozen daiquiri. No, no. which not can a be strawberry great. It can daiquiri. Can be fun. Absolutely. See, <laughs> and that's that's what I understood as like Ermis yeah. Hemingway. He kind of brought that lime daiquiri from Cuba. Yeah. Back and really made it something. Well, he had um, yeah. So he he would um, back during the uh, prohibition. We're actually featuring the Papa Doble, which is his namesake cocktail from the Hotel Nacional oh, fun. in Havana. Yeah. Uh, his his favorite place to go to um, to avoid our uh, discriminatory liquor laws was was Havana. Sure. And he had his one corner bar. You can still go see that his little plaque where his name was. And uh, yeah, his his drink is uh, his recipe is pretty terrible actually. Mm-hmm. So we've doctored. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a raging alcoholic. Uh, let's I, be I, fair. Been, I forgot. It's probably mo- mostly rum and a little bit of squeeze of lemon and uh, lime in the eye. <laughs> yeah, there was one of his one of his author buddies told uh, like had a great quote saying that you shouldn't trust an alcoholic to make a recipe for drinks, but. <laughs> His original, yeah, his, so his drink was he just got, uh, um, uh, 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 he was just told that he had diabetes, so he had to be healthier. Uh-huh. So he has a daiquiri, but he made it a double because he's a raging alcoholic. Sure. Uh, took out any sugar, added grapefruit juice because that was the miracle, you know, slimming juice back of the time. And then uh, just because that was god-awful and way too tart, uh, right. a splash of Italian maraschino liqueur, uh, cherry liqueur. Um so yeah, if you make it his way, it's not great. But um, if you add, a, if you balance it out a little bit, it's fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I am so. That, the reveal party. A, that sounds amazing. R- remind people uh, when when it is. December fifth, this Thursday coming up. This Thursday. Yeah, six p.m. Uh, we're closing the restaurant down, so we won't be open for lunch. Uh, won't be able to walk in for dinner. Yeah. Like you think? So it's just gonna be a great party. Jesse, what's your favorite <sighs> cocktail? Um, Greyhound. Oh. Salty dog when I'm frisky. Oh. <laughs> I like it with uh, tequila, a little salty chihuahua. Salty chihuahua. I like that. Salty chihuahua. Like that. Yeah. As long as it's, it's fresh squeeze. Yeah. And there's Absolutely. only a couple places that fresh squeeze their juice. Like people. I don't want to <laughs> see cranberry come out of gun. Stop it. Right. Uh, fresh squeeze your citrus. We're in the citrus mm-hmm. capital of the world. Exactly, yeah. If you don't have a citrus <laughs> press at, behind every bar, you're not really a bar. That's just my opinion. This show is about opinions. That's mine. <laughs> Personal. <laughs> Squeeze the juice. Everybody, all bartenders love to fresh press juices. That's, that's wonderful. It's a great hobby. Get them, yeah, they've got that great <laughs> nice forearm and, afterwards. Nice and strong. Well, they've made machines for that, too. 
They do, yeah, but it's not as much fun to watch. Well, like, if it's mechanical, that's fine. Just make it fresh. I don't want to see, right. you know, you grab the Tropicana, you know. like <laughs> The can of Dole pineapple juice. Oh, that's, oh, that's so like... appetizing. Oh, yeah. That's why I get a, a Bay Breeze everywhere I go. It's because I know <laughs> I'm going to get that Dole can. Oh, man. So, yeah, there, there's, there's some faux pas behind bars. Let's admit it. Not every bar is equal. Admit it. Um what would you say are like the three essential things every bar should maybe have or instruct a bartender to do differently? Like what are, what are some of the, the, the three criteria that, that you think make a craft cocktail bar? And, and, and as a side um, uh, second uh, follow-up question, what are three things that bartenders should just stop doing altogether? Only three. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. The top three. <laughs> Narrow it down. <laughs> uh, let's start with the not, yeah, the stop doing. Uh, well, number one, we already addressed it. Put your vermouth in the fridge. Right. Uh, like number two, muddled oranges and cherries in an old fashioned. Um, it's just not pretty. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, not traditional. No. So, so stop muddling. Okay. Yeah. So that's, but how did that whole thing happen? Because, I mean, I know growing up, like being a young kid and going to work in restaurants, that's how you were trained. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the, the, the old, new, old-fashioned. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the old-fashioned really should just be a whiskey drink that's, um, it's the, think of it, I, I like to tell everyone, think of it as a steak. You have a great cut of meat. Mm-hmm. You don't need to put a bunch of steak sauce on it. Um, if, if you start with a great whiskey, you're putting salt and pepper, which is your, a little bit of sugar in your bitters, and a little mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of an orange zest or something like that. And then if you want it sweeter, top it with a cherry. Don't add more sugar to the drink. Um, yeah, and then you, sh- you should taste the whiskey first and foremost, so. If you're trying to hide up cheap whiskey, then absolutely I can see why you would want to muddle a bunch of stuff and put it all on top there. And yeah, two up. slices of orange, a bunch of sh- table <laughs> sugar, sure. you know, a bunch of sucrose, yeah. and just tear it up with some bitters. Yeah. Topping it with Sprite. I've seen that before. That's, oh, that's always yeah. Fun. It's like when the gun comes out for your old-fashioned, you're like, oh, no, I've made a mistake. I've <laughs> yeah, made yeah. a huge mistake. <laughs> Take it back, please. All right, so vermouth in the fridge. Don't muddle the fruit oh, for man. an old-fashioned. What's the third mistake or what's the third okay. thing bartenders need to stop today doing? Well, okay, I'll, t- I'll turn it around. Uh, craft bartenders need to appreciate their guests a little bit more. Um, Ooh. So, yeah. Customer service. I said it. I said it. I said it, all it. Sums, it all comes back to customer service. The, absolutely. Uh, the first and foremost job of bartenders is to tend that bar, and that's that's your guest, that's your person. If you if they want a mojito and uh, they want it silly sweet, then you better make them the best damn silly sweet mojito they've ever had. That's your job. Yeah, double um, double sugar cane garnish. Yeah, I mean the craft cocktail. <laughs> m- 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 we have a lot of space to grow in this market for the craft cocktail world, but the craft cocktail movement movement for the last fifteen years. Uh, I mean the wax mustache thing and the the, the arm garter thing. We're we're done with that. You don't need to prove to everyone how great you are. You just have to make great drinks. Put it in the glass. You know. That's some good I advice. Like that. Yeah, that's some good advice. Like Put it in the glass. Right. Customer service. Take care of your 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 Absolutely. guests. And. Um, yeah, I think those are all brilliant. Um, yeah, br- br- brilliantly said. Uh, Jillian, you follow-up questions of, of bartender faux pas or, or praises? <laughs> um, no, I like that you touched on that because I think, you know, especially going into like more trendy places, it can be a little intimidating for people who yeah, don't absolutely. who don't have that experience mm-hmm. because when they are sitting down and, and they might be ordering, you know, a vodka soda, but that's only because they don't understand right. the other stuff that's going right. on. The last thing you need is your bartender to roll your eyes and be like, you don't want a last word instead. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, you, you, you don't want a paper plane? Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I might want it. Absolutely. Like, tell me about it no, and make should, it exciting. You should have your arms open and guide them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because some people, you know, they, they 
they go to college, they, they join a sorority or a fraternity, and that's pretty much where their experimenting goes. And then they find that right. they just, like, Michelob Light just treats them really <laughs> good in the morning with no hangover, or, you know, a, you know, a, a certain, uh, you know, uh, two mix, you know, right. cocktails, like, you know, like a and rum then, and Coke, and that's their, that's their stale. And they will drink a Captain sure. Morgan and Coke for the rest of their lives, <laughs> And they've, they haven't really explored since, like, college. Exactly. Yeah, and then at, in college, they had that one super god-awful plastic bottle of gin or, mm. or tequila. Oh, yeah. And they swear off Rock gin gut. or tequila until they're 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the but, thing with anything, there's terrible versions of anything, and there's great versions of everything. Like, it's it's not all just that one gin you had from college. <laughs> exactly. And I think that stands for, like, restaurant experiences, too, right? People are yeah, like, absolutely. oh, well, this – this place was terrible, and then that's the, that's it. That's it for everything for yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> so, is is there a bottle of a Jaeger behind your bar? Not Jaeger. Ah, not no. Jaeger. I do not not love Jaeger though. Right. <laughs> but, but, so, um, so you you admit it still has a place. It absolutely in our culture? does. Okay. It absolutely does. But um, we do have a humongous selection of uh, Italian amaros, which actually Jaeger oh. is in that family. Um, and if you like Jaeger, I definitely have uh, um, another suggestion that I would love you to try. So <laughs> Jaeger, in my opinion, was like formulated as a cough syrup and then just decided, <laughs> well, let's just, fr- you know, chill it and drink it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just delicious and it gets us messed up, you know. Yeah, it helps with the cough. Um, so the uh, reason I bring up the, the Jaeger is uh, Halim Urban, who's uh, been uh, tuning in. Thank you so much uh, for, for joining us, Halim. He says Jaeger bombs. <laughs> Jaeger <Yes>. bombs. <laughs> he's like he says I spelt it wrong. But into a craft beer, Halim. Okay, let's yeah. do yeah, absolutely. it. Jaeger bombs into a into an IPA. Then a dry you're fine. IPA. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hi, Wendy. So what what are some other things that make you cringe when you see it happen at other bars? You you know from like the firing, you know some people like you know no 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 more of the the flaming you know Dr Pepper's or or uh, you know other other th- other kind of gizmos. Is there anything that should be like just just stop it? Uh, hand washing is a big thing uh, yeah. behind the bars. Um, Not a fan. N- no, I mean you should be a fan of washing your hands. <laughs> well, yeah, but hand washing no, dishes. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean um, bartenders are grabbing garnish out of the boxes and they're also then taking a twenty dollar bill and making change out of it. And I don't see a lot of hand washing at your lower end bars. Oh, hand washing uh, so in general. Yeah, I thought you yeah. meant like you know washing the glasses, the glassware behind. Oh the bar. no 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 yeah no you can have machines yeah we have yeah. robots for that nowadays. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the future. No, but bartenders um, at lower at lower end flat spots that don't wash their hands that's that's a cringe moment for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because it is important, you know. I mean, yeah. of course, just like you know, you you brought a utensil that selects the garnish. Look at that! It's like a <laughs> oversized, um, yeah, giant tweezers. Tweezer, yeah, <laughs> I like that. I, I mean, I I think that brings a little bit of a dimension to uh, the experience. Um, but yeah, if you're not using tongs for your 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 garnish, right. um, maybe just you know latex glove or. I don't know. I mean, or, or just wash profusely. Just wash your hands after every drink. Yeah. And, you know, because if, if you can't rely on tongs or, or other methods of, of retrieving that garnish, then, um, yeah, you people are watching you. <laughs> exactly. Like, people yeah, are you're watching on stage. you. You're on stage. And that, that's what I was – that's what I wanted to say. Because 
and it gets easy to forget about that For you know sure. what i mean you know being in the business when you're in the weeds when you're yeah. you know three deep at the bar and you're just trying to get these drinks out or as a server same thing mm-hmm. um you, you know it's and you need to sneeze <laughs> you know it's easy to forget that you are absolutely being watched by every person that's in there be mm-hmm. they your you know your guests or not you know i mean how many times are you out to eat and you like look over and you're like oh if I hear a sneeze and it's a staff and they just go on like doing their own business after, I mean, I don't care if it's even in the sleeve, but I'm like, okay, that's just so wrong. And I'll, I'll, I'll follow them around the dining room until they go to the restroom or somewhere where they can wash their, you know, rinse their hands and forearms and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are cognizant of that. People, you know, for, for me, that's like, you know, that's like yeah, a, a dog absolutely. whistle. It's like, you know, absolutely. that gets my attention real quick and I pop up. I'm like, you know, if it's a patron, that's okay. But if it's a staff member, I need to... Like, yeah. I will follow you to make sure that <laughs> you, you clean so up yourself. If you work in the service industry in Brevard County and all of a sudden you notice a man following you <laughs> right. around, it's probably because you sneezed and did not wash your hands. I will stalk you. <laughs> I'll find you. <laughs> and I'll make you wash your hands. Um, wow. This this hour is, is just going by. We got, we got about nine minutes left in, in the... Uh, the episode here. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I just want to do some housekeeping. Um, make sure you subscribe uh, to Space Coast Podcast Network, where you can find this uh, podcast every uh, week. When we, um, as, as soon as we finish the live, we do some editing and we upload it to all of the uh, most popular uh, 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 platforms. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on iHeartRadio. You can find us on Pandora. So find your favorite uh, platform. Give us a subscribe. And that way you are able to get a notification every time uh, we upload a new episode. So uh, this episode will be live um, tonight as soon as we get to uh, again do, do our editing and stuff like that. The stream, though, however, and I, again, this is, this is where you guys could participate. Uh, give us... Uh, some shares, some comments, some likes. We, we love to see the emoticons. We love to see you guys um, engaging. So feel free to do that uh, every time we go live. I know, um, you know, it, it, you know we're, we're, we chose this brunch time because we feel like, wouldn't it be cool if people actually like listen to our podcast while they're at brunch with their friends, yeah. you know, and, and you can kind of watch us, bring, bring your iPad, you know, drink your mimosas and just say, <laughs> All right, Jillian, Jesse, and our special guest of the week is uh, going live here soon. Let's let's all you know, kind of add our two cents and, and chime in. Uh, that's what we really want to create with this uh, new show. So, um, Greg, thank you so much for for showing up um, for bringing booze. For bringing booze, pleasure. yeah. Thank you for bringing <laughs> booze. You're always everybody's favorite guest when you show up with alcohol. So. Let this be <laughs> an example for all our future guests. Bring, bring, <laughs> bring some nice uh, items to share, and we will love you forever. Like I, this is this is great. Thanks for having me. I can talk about alcohol and everything alcohol related until everyone's eyes glaze over. I've just learned that if sure. you give them a drink first, their eyes glaze over a little bit less. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, they're definitely more receptive. Well, this is delicious, so maybe I'll Tell listen me to more. you. <laughs> Explain. Absolutely. Which this is delicious, by the way. I'm almost finished with mine. Yeah, yeah, I finished mine a little <laughs> prematurely. I, I, it didn't last an hour for me, but uh, <laughs> but I can certainly see how one, you know, is not enough. Two is probably just about you know oh, yeah, the right sure. number. They drink it. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know, and again, it's it's something that you 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 explore your 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 palate's finding new flavors every time yeah. you take a sip. Um, 
I, I really enjoyed it. I think this was fantastic. So uh, we can find this on your seasonal menu. Yep, right okay. now the poinsettia spritz uh, probably till it starts getting warm again. Exactly. Which is yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, like three we've more had days our of we've had our three days of winter. <laughs> if you hadn't worn your hoodie yet, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Feel bad for all the girls with the Uggs. Oh. <laughs> well, see, I'm I'm a fan of winter, and I and I love seasonal. You know, because it's 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 tough. You know, we we, yeah. we discussed you know eggnog and coquito yeah. last week. Um, oh yeah, Gregnog. Oh, Greg, the Greg Nog. There's Greg Nog? Oh, Greg Nog's a thing. Can you tell can us you? more about this? Uh, yeah, it should be coming soon. Uh, probably a week or two. Let me get let me get done with the repeal party, and then I'll have time because it, it takes a lot of time. Uh, we use one of those gigantic stand mixers for like a con- commercial bakery, and I make a uh, last year. I think we went through 17 gallons of Greg Nog. Greg <laughs> Nog, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Coming to Levin here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Well, that sounds amazing. Um, I really hope you guys, uh, you know, have a very successful holiday season. I know for most yeah. restaurants, this is like go time. Like, this put on it. your roller skates. Like, get that money. Work Out those doubles. Way, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and if you're out shopping, you know, if you're visiting downtown Melbourne, which is a great place to to yeah. do your shopping, uh, not everything has to happen online. Like, go right. support some some Absolutely. some local. Uh, uh, crafts and, and merchants, you know, and, and there's plenty of them mm-hmm. uh, downtown. So, you know, make that a part of your habit. Make, make you know, create some traditions. Um, yeah. You know, start with a cocktail with Greg. Do some shopping. Come back for some lunch. You know, do some more shopping. Come back for dinner. Happy um, hour. There you go. <laughs> Happy uh, hour. Yeah. You know, have a couple cocktails. Yeah, we just had a sh- uh, shop small Saturday yesterday. Uh, yeah. Great, mm-hmm. huge. How'd that go? No, oh, beautiful, wonderful. They, they did the, the tree lighting for downtown, which is right outside of our front windows. So yeah, I'm sorry, I missed we had that. The best view in town. Yeah, the, the mayor was there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They'll be yeah, doing um, sleigh rides all through town for. So you should definitely come down and buy something. Buy something from one of the shops and then come buy a drink from me. <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> See, yeah. see, it's well, always easier to shop got, when you had a couple we, of drinks. Let's, Everything is way cooler. Yeah, we got to figure it and out. Less Space expensive. Coast. and less yeah. expensive. It's funny how that happens. <laughs> we got to figure it out for you. So just follow our lead. We'll show you the way. Um, once again, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, certainly, listen to our previous podcast if you haven't already done so, and uh, give us a like, share, and because um, we love again. We're trying to reach as many people here on the Space Coast as possible because there's so much to talk about and share. And it's and it's, it's, it seems like, you know, even even though we started when we started, I feel like, you know, there's so much stuff that has happened that, we you know, we could have been there, you know, when, when oh, it happened. Yeah. Like, you know, new restaurants opening, you know, because we're going we're gonna to help, you know, you discover everything that's going on. And um, but there's so much to talk about and relay to you. I mean, it seems like there's a new restaurant opening all the time. All the time. And, um, you know, uh, so, so I hope the brunch hour is good for you guys because it, it definitely works for, for Jillian and I and, and our guests. Um, most restaurants tend to have a, a limited hours on Sunday, so hopefully we'll be able to get some chefs uh, in here uh, before their shift. And, um, and maybe next time we'll, we'll do some flambe in the studio. You never know. Not, not with a cocktail before the show. <laughs> yeah. no, as, as many chefs as I know, any excuse to not have to cook during a brunch, they'll, they'll take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> any closing uh, remarks, Miss Jillian? Um, I would like to thank you very much for joining us today. My absolute pleasure. This was fantastic. I love Crush 11. Um, I think what you guys bring to the table as far as, you know, culture in Brevard County is something really special. And um, I hope that everybody gets to experience it. We are happy and proud to do so. Please come on in. There you go. You heard it. Greg, Greg's invited everybody. <laughs> Drinks are on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I think he'd rather pour a drink on him than have to <laughs> uh, have everybody come in all at once. So, yeah, definitely um, visit downtown Melbourne. Visit Crush 11. Uh, once again, we can't thank you enough for all of the uh, you know the presentation and, and, and pouring us, providing us uh, the cocktail today. Uh, very thoughtful of you. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, we love you. Eat well. Stay happy. Bye, guys.